episode 26 rally cappers we are back uh it's been a great weekend feeling good tuesday night this is going to be coming out on wednesday yeah wednesday and we've got march madness it is back it is here let's get right into it we're going to talk some nfl as well We did have a mystery guest. I know we told you guys there was a mystery guest coming. He had some scheduling conflicts. We're going to keep it a mystery for the next couple days, but you're really going to enjoy the interview. Just be patient with us. We've got him coming just a little bit slower than what we expect. But nonetheless, we're still here to talk about March Madness, the NFL Madness. I don't know if there's a word for that, but NFL madness sounds right to me. There's been a ton of free agent signings. The Patriots are going nuts. Uh, all kinds of guys are getting signed. So big time, big moves getting made all around the league. So we're going to talk a lot about that as well. You want to go March Madness first time? Let's hit it. March Madness, everybody's favorite time of year. Did you print out your bracket or did you fill it out online? I filled it out online. Okay. I printed one just so I could have it in my hand, you know, for once I'm watching the game. So. I'm definitely going to need to uh, have a printed bracket for, for sure. Yeah. I, I feel like March Madness, it's not even so much about like college basketball as it is you combine pretty much like nonstop sports, right? Because yeah. there's so, those first couple of days, the first two days of, of March Madness are the best because you can literally watch games all day and there's brackets and there's like gambling involved. It's like the, it's the trifecta. You can't yeah. you can't do better. It's the people's weekend, like the people's tournament. You know, like yes, like my grandma probably can pick a better bracket than me ninety three percent of the time, and I there's no shame in me getting beat by my grandma with the bracket, and she can care equally as less. So yep. it, it's awesome. You know, whether you're sitting around with family or just housing a bunch of cold ones or uh, just watching it on your phone as you're doing anything. It's awesome. I'm always excited for this weekend. I absolutely love it. I just moved into my house here, so I don't have the studio set up yet. I've got a little podcast. Little, I, I converted one of my closets to a podcast studio, or going to, I should say. I haven't done it yet, but I like to talk about it as if I've done it. So I like I'm that. I like that. that. And uh, I've just got boxes everywhere right now. And <laughs> it's it's that thing you know where you're like i don't even know where i want to start so you just kind of keep staring at it and hoping they go away eventually but that's yeah that's going to be a process I'm, I'm probably not going to be doing a lot of movies this weekend so bit by super bit. juice for march madness let's get into some basketball all right so just some fun facts before we before we dive into some analytics the last time duke and kentucky did not make the NCAA tournament, we had our last undefeated team. Uh-oh. Very, yeah. Very are you are you calling your shot right here? Uh I'm just I'm just connecting dots. I'm not okay. I'm not okay. calling the shot yet. I don't uh, this what what also makes makes this a little easier for the Zags is their schedule. If you saw it, 
they're they're playing their two, three, and four seeds that they're playing against. They've already beat by double digits this year, so that's a massive, massive advantage. Unless some Cinderella story, I I think their best chance of like getting beat is the uh, Sweet Sixteen. They're gonna have to play someone pretty good. I think they're gonna be playing either. I mean, I mean, not that I can predict a bracket, but they should be playing. Got it here. They'll be going up against either Creighton, UCSB, uh, Virginia, or Ohio, if one of those guys makes it. And now that I'm reading it off, I don't know if I like them losing that game, but little fun facts for you. UCSB is a top 20 team in three-pointers uh, field goal percentage and shots attempted per 100% or per – not per 100 possessions, but per game. So – they have an efficient offense. They shoot fast and accurate. So I think Gonzaga could run into some danger with a little Cinderella story coming out of nowhere. So I'm I'm liking that one. Do you see any uh do you see any other like first round? I mean, let let's get it straight here. The first round is definitely the most interesting part of this whole thing. Like when it's just game after game after game, and it's coming down to the last second. There's 15 seeds or 14 seeds hanging in there and almost winning games. Which upset? Let's go 12 and below. Which upset are you seeing? That, like you're saying, that one's gonna hit. Uh, let's see here. 12 and below. Uh, I really liked Georgetown over Colorado, mostly yeah. because I know Georgetown, the school, and for some reason I've always liked them. Uh, so I, yeah, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you that one. I, I know 12 five historically is like not really that big of an upset, but, um, the other one I would really like to see, uh, I don't know if there's any chance of this happening, but I'm going to be maybe sprinkle a little money on it is GCU 15 to knock off Iowa. Just pull for the, pull for the hometown, uh, hometown team, by the way, can we talk about the fact that the state of Arizona has one team in the tournament and it's not U of a, and it's not ASU. That was going to be my thing. I was going to say, let's rewind seven months. <laughs> and I'm Talk telling you, Grand year. Canyon will be in the tournament. And preseason top 25 ASU and U of A are not going to be in it. Like, if you're the athletic director at either of those schools, I'm calling Sean Miller and, Bo- and Bobby Hurley into the office. And I'm just letting them have it right now that Grand Canyon University is representing Arizona and U of A and ASU are not in the tournament. I think I would actually invite him like into the office while the game is airing and make him just sit there and watch it. Yeah. Be like, these, these guys, guys, these guys, these guys are better than you. Yep. <laughs> They're purple. The, the purple <laughs> antelopes. Are you kidding me, Bobby? Which by the way, extremely <laughs> underrated, arguably the best student section in the nation. Yeah. They call them the, uh, the Duke of the West, right? The crazies. Yeah. Yeah. They're uh, it's, it's intense there. I, I've, I've only been to one game there, but it was, it was a fun experience. Yes. I've been to one and it's, it's wild. Uh, I think it was actually against Duke. Now that I think about it, I think I did go to a Duke game. Dang. Yeah. Fun for sure. Are there any other big upset picks that you like to Willie? Yes. I'm liking, uh, where was it here? Uh, so second round, I'm going. I'm going with a big one. I'm going number one team is going down in the second round. It's going to be Loyola Chicago over Illinois. 
Oh, wow. A little, a little okay. hometown rivalry. Loyola Chicago is going to take him down. Sister Jean is going to the Sweet 16 again. That's that's my call right now. Wow. If, okay. if you guys are feeling that, just just go look, go to KenPalm.com and look up some stats. Because Ken Palm, Ken Palm will make a not-so-smart, like, casual fan sound very, very smart. And <laughs> these Ken Palm statistics are incredibly accurate with how, like, this guy basically just has a power ranking. And he's got about seven different stats that he kind of combines everything into and gives, like, an overall rating. So the Ken Palm rating, the Ch- Chicago, so I'm saying that right, Loyola Chicago is top 10 in the country, and they're an eight seed. So, and, and this takes into fact, like, their strength of schedule and everything else, too. And I think strength of schedule is a little bit overvalued in the sense that in, in a one game, especially now that there's no fans, now that we don't have, like, any kind of home traveling base that's coming along with them and, Ohio State's not filling out the arena or the like Illinois is not filling out the arena. It's right. just gonna be playing in a gym who can show up and who can hit shots. And I, I'm I'm like I'm liking all the efficient shooting teams this year because there's not gonna be noise. There's not gonna be like the pandemonium of the momentum. I mean, like you'll feel it on TV, but right. it's not gonna be the same in the arena. So I, I I'm really liking a ton of dogs this this upcoming tournament. No, I, th- I think that's a really good point. And I think it does open the door for, uh, you know, maybe some of these, some of these smaller schools that you might think would be kind of overwhelmed a little bit. Uh, yep. To uh, yeah. To, to, to make a run here. Uh, that makes me think too. one, one little, uh, you guys know that if you follow our betting tips, you are almost assuredly guaranteed to lose money. So here is a highly approved betting tip. Uh, I love to live bet these games because a lot of times people start freaking out when like the 15 seed is up like 12 points, like six minutes in. Yeah. So I feel like if you can be, if you can be by the computer, if you can be on the phone, there could be some value plays there. Don't worry if your team's down early a little bit to start, like it's you see that every, fine. Yes. Yeah. You see that every year, but let's, let's go back to what but, I just said. If they're, if they are an efficient shooting team, it's not going to be the same as before where the, where the better team, the quote unquote better team can just overpower them and like take them down. Cause it's just going to be an empty, quiet gym. And it's not the same. Like you're going to have to bring your own energy to this, to this tournament. And these small schools are going to have a lot of energy if they go up early and they're yeah. going to be buzzing. They're going to ride that wave. And I think we're going to see a lot more upsets than we were expecting to. I've got another one for you. That's going to surprise you. I got, I, I'm seeing a lot of people taking Bama deep into the into the bracket here and bama over half of their wins have been comeback wins so if they're up against a lower seed who can shoot and is shooting look look out for them to get upset too because a lot of their a lot of their wins are come from behind and kind of nitty-gritty grind it out down the stretch if if they're down look out for them to to go down and, and get surprised by somebody i'm thinking yukon can take him down or uh it, i mean at, after that they you're pretty much playing like a top seed but they play either byu or texas or um sorry it's jumping around on me i mean michigan state and ucla are gonna have to play each other to get into that little 
that little bracket as well. So there's a lot of good teams in there that that can possibly upset Bama. So I'm I'm gonna look out for Bama to get beat early. Yeah, I actually it's funny you mentioned that. I so I have in my bracket, I'm looking at it right now, I have UConn beating Bama in the in the second round. So I like that. I don't I'm looking at my bracket right now. I'm not sure exactly what I was thinking when I filled it out, but yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and reevaluate who, a couple who do you have in your final four right now? My final four for the round for the one I filled out with with us dudes in it. Um I've got ooh, um I've got Virginia beating Gonzaga, so they're getting into the final four. Michigan, Baylor, and West Virginia. So I've got a ragtag group. I've got two one seeds, a three, and a four. Okay, I've got Michigan and Baylor as well. And then for some reason, I picked Oregon and San Diego State. Hey, SDSU. Hey, so they – another good thing about San Diego State They've had a 14-game win streak this season throughout, throughout their season. So they've they've put it together for a long streak. So look out for them. They could be a dangerous team coming into this thing. Yeah, yeah I might I might need to reevaluate yeah. that top bracket there with the Gonzaga one. Cause I, I also think USC could possibly come out of there. They've got arguably the best player in the tournament who's gonna be like a he's for sure gonna be a lottery pick, uh, Evan Mobley. He is very good, very physical, and extreme athlete. So um, I'm looking out for them to make a run, too, make some noise. Yeah, no, I, I like that for sure. Uh, yeah, we're going to see some we're going to see some carnage. It's always it's always fun to like I'm looking forward to seeing who is going to be like the media darling, the Cinderella team, like just the, the, the team that we find out all about, like they're like white shooting guard. It has like a pet turtle and he like feeds that turtle something before every game. And that's like right. thing. Like just the he's most, got a, he's got a bearded story. dragon in his yes, duffel exactly. bag yeah. next to him. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> just all these facts that you do. Know. Did you know that Evan Johnson played lacrosse in the eighth grade? And that's how, yeah, just crazy, crazy stories for sure. It's like a perfect hybrid between the little league world series. And- yes. Yes. Well, what's what's another hybrid between it that that we need to? <laughs> oh man, the, definitely the Little League World Series and maybe like the Little League World Series and uh, I guess like pro sports in the sense that like yeah, somebody, like the NBA yeah. playoffs slash Little League World Series. Yeah, exactly, exactly. If like it'd be like if if uh, if like G League teams got to play like in the NBA playoffs and one of them like accidentally won a series. Yes, for sure. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, hold on. I gotta I gotta move the couch right now. We'll uh we'll resume this in a sec. We'll be right back, boys. Whew. Okay, I am back. Just move the couch, but we're moving in step by step. Progress is getting made. Speaking of progress. Um, the NFL has made some serious progress in these last couple of days. All kinds of guys are restructuring their deals, moving some cap space around. The Patriots are making massive moves. Um, we've got all kinds of different signings so far. Oh, sorry, I'm still catching my breath. <laughs> <laughs> Not used to a house of stairs, guys, so I'll, I'll get used to it, but We've got the Raiders sign Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, also wanted to know, 
that the basically the entire Ravens D line is now gone. Um, Wolf, Ngakwe, and Matthew Judon are all gone. Which I hope they have a solution for that, but they, they better get moving because you need pass rush if you want to compete. And I think that's the first thing. If if you can't get to the pressure to the quarterback, you're gonna get beat by basically anyone, no matter no matter who you're playing, whether it's a good or bad quarterback, if you can't get pressure on them, then you are in some dire, dire straits. So I am ex- interested to see what the Ravens are going to do. Um, the Chargers, they must have listened. They must have tuned in last weekend. They signed Corey Lindsley, all-pro center from Green Bay. I think that was honestly the biggest move of the first day. Um, minus – Let's let's do a little Q and A here. What was your favorite slash biggest move of the first day? Favorite slash biggest move. Uh, I mean, honestly, as as much as I don't want to say this, I think just the Patriots and what they were able to do. I think getting the, I think getting the two the two tight ends to to put weapons around Cam. I don't. Uh, yeah, I think they, they got to be – you've got to be concerned about Belichick getting all the starters back on defense and then kind of reloading around there. It seems yeah. like he – I feel like he understands now what Cam is, what he can and can't do, and now is going to have a better plan about how to – yeah, how to put him in situations to succeed. Yeah. I think they still got to draft a quarterback, though. You got to give Cam some kind of competition, and I think it'd be good to have a have a young guy in there to kind of uh, spark that for him. Maybe not like take maybe not take a QB in the first round, but if there's a good one available, you know, one of those top five guys when when their pick comes up, I wouldn't be surprised if they took a quarterback in the first round. And since Cam is on a one year deal, it'd be kind of a good good setup, kind of like what the Packers did. You know, double down, bolster sure. your quarterback room, and let that take you into the season. And now their team is loaded. They've got all kinds of dudes let's see who they signed here they they signed um how, how do you say this last name Godcho. your guess is as good as mine but apparently God. he's good at football g-o-d-c-h-a-u-x Godcho. yeah i think you got that yeah starting d tackle for the miami dolphins last year very very good player who's gonna help them fill a massive void that they didn't have last year. Matthew Judon rushing off the edge. One of the scariest dudes in the league uh, with his like super dark visor. And he's got like that warrior, like Spartan type face mask. I love when, when DNs have that like crazy face mask. It, it immediately makes me think they're like all pro. Yes, absolutely. The, the combo, the combo of the visor and the, the crazy face mask is like, yeah, gar- that's guaranteed plus 12 to your Madden rating, right? Just right there. 100%. Yeah, you go from like a 75, like barely starting to easily, you could be you could be Pro Bowl, no problem. For sure. Uh, Jonu Smith, another great signing by them. Uh, Tennessee Titans, uh, main, uh, main target, basically the last couple of years, other than A.J. Brown. He... He's going to help them a lot, and they're they're kind of going back to their old formula with the double tight ends now with him and Hunter Henry. That's going to be a, a great, like, power-style offense, and I'm interested to see what they do with Cam back there and how how he's going to get him to use his tight ends more because Cam has never been a big tight ends guy, right? I mean, he, he was in Carolina with Greg Olson, obviously. Greg Olson, but, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, historically, I think I think he has like more completions to Greg Olson than than any other receiver. So, so and especially with especially with a like his arm strength has just deteriorated so much. I don't know if it was like the shoulder surgeries. So I think maybe a lot of the shorter routes to the tight ends are probably more realistic for him. And they're going to try to, you know, just control the ball on offense. So I like that. I think uh, I'm probably biased because I think Hunter Henry has been on my fantasy team the past two years, but I feel like he's, I feel like he's really good. Oh yeah. I'd say he's the top five tight end in the league for sure. So So you've got, you've got two top 10, tight ends on your roster which is why did the chargers not want to bring back hunter henry do they have like another um i don't like yeah i don't think they've got a solid plan for for tight end because he was very good yeah that seems weird to me i would think they'd want to keep that weapon there for for herbert they seemed like they had a little bit of a connection so yeah well i guess uh i guess we'll see but yeah, they might look to get a little younger there, a tight end and draft one if, if possible. So they, they, they're going to be a top um, 15 pick. So they could possibly I, – I don't think he'll fall this far, but if Kyle Pitts is down at that in that area, like yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll be jumping on him for sure. I would love to see them get him. But let's get back to what the question I asked you was. The best signing yet, I'm going to give you mine. Yeah, let's hear it. I got one word. It's one word. Fitz magic. Oh, yes. 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 I mean, there was two weeks ago, they, there was an article that came out saying he was going to retire, that there wasn't a market for Fitz magic. And I'm glad that that was false. Cause yeah, that, that was too hard for me to believe. I, I, I knew someone out there is going to give Fitz magic another shot. I think this is honestly a perfect scenario for Fitz magic to get into. They've got a great team around him. This is going to make Terry McLaurin a for sure number one target. Like he is a, he's going to be a first round pick in a lot of fantasy drafts this year because of this. Fitz Fitzpatrick knows what he needs to do. He feeds the stars. He pumps the ball down the field, and he's not ever scared to make a big throw. Which I think that's a great combination for Washington because their defense can hold anybody. They're yeah. they're able to, they're able to control a lot of things on the defensive side. So if you've got a guy that's out there slinging 30, 35 touchdowns, even if he's throwing a couple picks and turning the ball over, it's going to be like, I think they're going to be the, a little bit better version of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Jameis Winston. Like they're, they're the Buccaneers, but they actually have defense. You know, they're going to, they're going to have a high powered offense now, which I'm excited to see. They've got the two headed monster with JD McKissick and Antonio Gibson in the backfield. And then you've got McLaurin, and I wouldn't be surprised if they added another weapon for him too and made this uh, – I'm going to say it right now. Washington is going to win the division. They're going to repeat. They're going to repeat in the, NF, in the NFC, NFC East. Yes. Yep. Sorry, I'm rambling on there. But, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing Washington coming back and winning it again. I could see them getting up to 11 wins this year, honestly. I mean, I'm, I'm – I don't know why I love the Washington football team, but there's something about them that makes me like want to cheer for them. And now that Fitz Magic's there, I'm all in on the Washington football team. No, I, I love your call there, man. I think, uh, I mean, Washington had a had a good team last year. They're really just miss, missing a quarterback. And and this is something too, where uh, if Fitzpatrick is bombing the ball with that t- with that defense, if they get some early leads, if they if, if they go up a couple scores in the first half. 
that might be game over if the, the defense they can just pound the rock. They yep. you know, we mentioned their backfield. They got a couple. They got a couple good options there. Uh, so yeah, and that division I think is gonna. I think it's still Stinks gonna be again. really weak. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, the Giants aren't gonna be better. I don't think the Cowboys are gonna be better, and the Eagles. I don't. I mean, definitely I think, not gonna be better. Yeah, I. I mean, they might they, be. They got a new coach. As bad, maybe. Just I don't know. Yeah, but the point is, Washington has a clear path there. I like the signing for sure. Uh, yeah, we get to see another another year of uh, Fitz magic. But let's uh let's talk a little bit about the Chicago Bears, T Willie. Can we oh, can we talk boy. can we talk Bears now? Uh, I'm not the smartest football guy out there, but uh, if you give a guy twenty million dollars and you trade a pick for him when you don't sign Andy Dalton and then you just sign him anyways the next year after doing that, is that? <laughs> Is that smart? Is that good? Because it seems really uh, dumb. It seems really dumb. I think you'd be correct in that in that statement there. That's that's some high level analysis for you. That was, <laughs> I mean, if like again, if you're in the you're in the front office for the Chicago Bears, right, and you're talking about this, and you're like, do we really go with Andy Dalton? Like, let's let let's take a minute and see like what the world might think about us if we do this like is there anything out there that might just totally roast us or like totally burn us by us making this move or do you think that does, that that conversation doesn't even cross any of their minds in there they're like they're writing on a chalkboard and they've got just clouds of chalk flying <laughs> everywhere like they, they, they're, they're trying to figure out whether or not they go with like the h back and just go to like the navy offense or <laughs> They the have Bears no idea what they're doing. The Bears riding on a chalkboard is like the most appropriate visual you could have possibly given. <laughs> yeah. Like they legit so and you know they have an intern, like some college intern from like Dartmouth, and he walks in with like a whiteboard and they're just yeah. out. they're like dry erase markers. He's got an iPad and they just slap it out of his hand yeah. and destroy Listen, it. Hey, you guys sit here, son. We've been writing on uh chalkboards for since the forties, okay. We're the Bears. Okay. You think the Bears use iPads here? No, no shot. way, Bob. No, no way. way. No way. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just – this is like – this is the type of stuff that – well, it, you know what this is? This is the latest entry in our segment, like what happened in that meeting. Yes. Who's you know, like, in this meeting? God. Yeah. So, I mean, they, had, they could have signed Andy Dalton last year. Instead, they signed Nick Foles pay him $20 million and get a or trade for Nick Foles, excuse me, pay him $20 million, give up a draft pick. They, they just like torpedo Trubisky. Like I, I, I think they should have just Trubisky is still their best option. If we're, if we're being real. Yeah. So is Trubisky, Trubisky is a free agent now. Yeah. Should, they should, they should bring back all three of them, honestly. And just That'd like, be fun. yeah. yeah. Let, let Trubisky go quarters one and two. You bring in Dalton for the third quarter. And then you let Foles be the closer and close it out in the fourth. That might be the move for them. Honestly, yeah. we could probably write like a strongly worded letter to Bears headquarters and Ryan Pace would read it and be like, hey, you know what? That's that's not a bad idea. Maybe we do go with the three quarterback system. Yeah, we'll overnight it and then we'll see how long it takes for him to actually make the move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we see him like reading the letter. Yeah, send it right to his desk and see how long it takes for him to actually make the move. Be like, we think you should go after blank and like six minutes later, they'd be, they'd have signed it. 
Yeah, for sure. No, it's uh, the Bears being the Bears. Uh, we'll, we'll yeah, see. that's we'll see what's out there. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Texans. So yep. While we're while we're on the topic of totally inept franchises, that is there another industry you can think of where people that are so like objectively bad at their jobs continue to, to yeah get to keep their job like if the ceo of general motors was just like ah we have now lost he's money. trying to go to he's trying to go to leaf powered cars yeah. and they're like dude yeah. what he's like what if we stop making cars yeah like uh maybe not a great idea for general motors <laughs> but okay like i feel like that's what these dudes are they're they're the equivalent of five straight years of of no profits and people are like, well, you know, maybe next year, like we've, we've got a plan, but so the Texans, the Texans have signed Tyrod Taylor. Uh, give me a reaction here. Well, um, I think they've probably come to grips with the fact that they probably will not see Deshaun Watson suit up for them. And Tyrod Taylor, I mean, I feel like Tyrod Taylor's kind of got a raw deal in the last couple of years, you know, uh, with yeah. Even starting in Buffalo, he got when he got um, released from Buffalo, yep. he goes to Cleveland after that. Is that right? Yep. And then gets benched for Baker, and then goes to San Diego. They puncture his lung accidentally before a game. The team doctor attempts to assassinate him. Yes, and then Justin Herbert comes in and never looks back. And Tyron Taylor is not like he's not a top like ten to fifteen quarterback, but he's gonna at least. He'll help you tank. Uh, I, I guess that's how the Houston Texans are going to look at. Like, he he's going to help you. He'll win maybe three or four games and make it look like you're actually trying out there. But realistically, you're just going for the first overall pick of next year's draft again. Is this the? Do they have that pick? Uh, I think <laughs> honestly, I don't know, but I'm just going to guess no based on. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming they don't have it. It's probably gonna come out. It's probably gonna come out tomorrow that they traded their their 2021 first round pick for like, I don't know, like a like a nickel like a nickel cornerback or something. Just just something terrible. But so is this is this the is this the first sign that Deshaun Watson is gonna get moved? The yeah, yeah. Team. The writing's on the wall now. They they've they've come to grips with it. I mean, I. I I would love to see if he didn't go anywhere and actually decided to sit and just let Tyrod take the reins and see what happened. You know, that'd be, that'd be a very interesting move um, from both sides of it. When you look at from Deshaun Watson's side, if Tyrod Taylor actually does go out and you a couple games, then do you saddle back up and get in there and just say, okay, now I'm the quarterback again. Or if you're the Texans, you might be, I mean, teams are probably going to start offering you less and less for Deshaun Watson. If, if Tyrod's doing good, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, it seems like no matter what happens, it's going to be a bad scenario for the Texans, right? Yeah. They need to get as many picks as they can and just tear, burn it down. Like sometimes you got to, yeah. sometimes you just got to burn things to the ground so you can start over fresh. And yeah. That, that's, I, we've said it before. I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, you know, beat the dead horse there. But yeah, I, that's, that was interesting to see. Um, what else do you want to hit in, in terms of uh, NFL free agency here? I know there's uh, I like I like the move the Chiefs made. They got uh, Tooney uh, from the Patriots. Okay. He's a starting guard. Uh, he, I mean, 
it was very, very evident that they need to protect their half a billion dollar asset that they have in the backfield. So in the Super Bowl, we saw very, very clearly that they needed someone who can block and they got rid of six linemen in the offseason. So they're going to have to make a couple more moves here in the near future and get even more linemen. I know that Mahomes, Kelsey, and I'm blanking on another one. There's another guy on the Chiefs that is all restructuring their deals right now to try to get more cap space. Is okay. it is it me or does it seem like funny money sometimes how, how easily they're able to renegotiate and move cap space around? Or have they just always been doing this and we've never really known like behind the scenes how they actually make all this happen? And now just the information is readily available and we're able to understand it now. I think... I think a little bit of both. I, I do think that there's probably always been some of this, but I do think teams have gotten a lot more creative like in the past five years with how how they get this done. And I think also too, just as it's become such a big business and there's so much money on the line, they have whole, you know, like I'm sure the Chiefs have a couple guys that all they do is literally just like salary cap analysis and like, okay, if we move this money here, we can do this, we can do that. Uh, but yeah, it's they're, definitely- not, they're not using a chalk. That's for sure. No, they, they, they are not, you know what I'm thinking? The bears are probably doing it with the, uh, what's it called? An abacus, right? Where it like the counting beans, you know, like you move this across, <laughs> like that, the, the dudes, there's one dude, like the chiefs have a freaking like Google smart board with like, they're running like regressions and algorithms to like, yeah, they're like out. the warriors front yes. office where they've got all the yes. Oracle systems in place and exactly. they've got the monitor room going exactly and the, and the bears, bears have a guy in the corner with like a globe who's just yes. like spinning it and looking at it like uh what are we doing the bears salary cap dude is brick tamlin from anchorman like yes just no idea what's going on this could be like a key and peel skit like where you yes got the bears absolutely and the chiefs and they're like i don't understand what, what are we doing wrong here <laughs> the poor bears man it's oh the answer's on the other side of the chalkboard turn it over it's a two yeah two sider <laughs> yeah that's that's a that's a good uh i like what you had to say about that though that's a sneaky good move by the chiefs um i feel like it, you can never have too much depth on the on the offensive line for sure uh we talked a little bit jags bringing in philip dorsett carlos hyde uh urban's kind of getting the gang back together we said um, yeah what do you what do you think what do you expect from the Jags in year one under Urban Meyer? I mean, how many I, how many wins do you think they get? Um, I won't be looking at the wins and losses so much, but I think they're gonna cover a lot. And I think they're going to Ooh. show us that they are a future good team. As long as nothing catastrophic yeah. happens to Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I, I think they'll show, they'll show promise, and they're gonna they're gonna fight. And Urban, Ma, I I kind of want Urban to get his ass kicked a little bit in this first year, give him a little taste of the NFL, let him know that this isn't just his league, and he can walk into it and start dominating right away. So I think I think it'll take Urban getting humbled a little bit and getting beat, but they're gonna compete. So I I think I. I I couldn't put a number on their wins because I haven't looked at a schedule or anything, but I'm going to guess anywhere from four to six. And 
they might like if they win sixth, I think that'd be that'd be a good season for them. Honestly, I don't think that's there's no shame in winning six six games uh, out of seventeen this year. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, that sounds that sounds right. That sounds seems like a uh, seems like a good number for them for sure. I'm yeah. Just, uh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> you go ahead. Uh, I'm still I'm still interested interested to see. Easy for me to say. What the are the Niners? Is Jimmy G going to be the Niners quarterback this next year? Or like, why do I think that they're like sneaky underdog team to get like to get to Sean? Or like, I just feel like it's been kind of quiet there and they seem I feel like they have all the pieces, like they they have to be just trying to go all in, right? Because their window, I mean, their window is now for sure. Yeah, they, they have to make some kind of move, get rid of Jimmy G. And I mean, th- I mean, they're not going to go. They could go with someone like Trubisky or someone who can actually run and move around a little bit. I wouldn't be like sh- absolutely shocked if they went with someone like that. So I think we mentioned that like way, 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 way back on a few episodes. But I do think what I'm about to say might be a little bit crazy, but I do think it'd be kind of interesting to see Trubisky like in that system with with Shanahan where he has like a legit run game to support him and maybe like an offensive mind that knows how to how to use him like you like right. you said I mean he's he's super athletic like Trubisky's super athletic so maybe you could get like I could see them using him as a good game manager and leveraging some of his like running ability uh and 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 writing their run game and their defense to to some to some success yeah, Trubisky, depending on where he goes, like you just said, could actually fall into one of those guys that we just looked over because he was on such an inept team, like with Nagy and uh, just how bad they've been, how, how bad they've been, their offenses looked the last couple of years. And I, I don't think that should all fall on Mr. Trubisky's shoulders. I, I think a lot of that has to do with their front office and their coaching. So for sure, the, the Niners actually – now that we're talking more about it and I'm imagining it, I think that actually might be a decent move to at least bring him on and maybe like let him fight for a job. If you're not going to get a Deshaun Watson, obviously they're not going to get Russell Wilson. This, the Seahawks would never trade him in the division, but yeah, that I honestly, that wouldn't be a terrible spot for him to land. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I think that'd be, I think that'd be interesting. Definitely that. Well, and that goes to, you and I were talking about this too, like the, the, like how hard it is to evaluate quarterbacks just based on their situation. Like, is Mitch if Mitch Trubisky's drafted, if it's parallel universe and he goes to like a competent organization, because we've been making fun of the Bears this whole time, but that's another thing too is like, imagine being a rookie player and that's your first experience to professional football, and you're trying to learn. You're trying to learn a new playbook. You're trying to learn how to be a professional. You're trying to learn just the ins and outs of it. And you're playing for an organization where they don't even know. I mean, they don't really know the ins and outs of it either. That's it's it. I don't, I don't know the answer, but it is interesting to think about if he goes to, you know, like a more competent organization, does he like, I'll give you an example. I think Lamar Jackson, if Lamar Jackson is drafted by the bears, like, I think that just ends up being a total disaster. He's not with an organization that knows how to use, Nate, you would have no idea what to 
That'd be right. like a 90 year old man getting handed an iPhone and tell him to like scan and email something and send it to somebody. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's, that's a perfect analogy. He's just like, cause in his hands, he's like, this thing sucks. Like, it's he's like it doesn't fit my system. Right. Yes. Yes. Cause that's, I mean, really, if you look at like Lamar, the Ravens have built everything around him. Like they've made it a system where he can be successful. I'm not, and I'm not trying to say that Lamar Jackson's not good. I'm just saying you, you need that. Right. And that's what he's, that's like the Ravens are, are a good example, maybe where it's a competent, it's a well-run organization, right? Like they have a plan and they know, they at least know what they're trying to do. Right. And they're adaptable. You know, that like they don't have a guy who just plugs certain things into his system and, is stubborn about it and doesn't want to change anything because he thinks his system works when it's, you have to develop it around the players and figure out what system works best between your players. Especially in, in the NFL versus college where you're not recruiting. It's not like you can recruit the specific type of players that you like. You, you gotta, you gotta get as much talent as you can. And then you got to build, like you said, build the system around the talent that you have, which again, like sometimes it blows my mind like these the Chicago Bears these guys are professionals at their job and it seems like they don't even understand a very simple concept like that something that yeah I, I don't know man we're really coming at the Bears tonight I'm, I'm sorry Bears fans like I don't know yeah maybe that's what we should write in our letter Be like do you guys not understand how all this shit works like <laughs> they need to uh they need to watch player, good YouTube then you develop like, yeah for sure <laughs> but no that that'll be interesting to see uh Russell Wilson. So the Bears are out of the Russell Wilson sweepstakes. So that hey, leads... you never know. The, the Bears are liable to make something happen <laughs> where right. they actually end up with Wilson and then bench him for Foles or something. <laughs> that would be the most Bears move of all time. Like, like Russell nah, Wilson... I think we're going with Foles. <laughs> this Wilson guy's too little. <laughs> we don't like him in the Bears uni. He doesn't look good. Doesn't look good. I don't <laughs> think he would look good in the Bears uniform, honestly. No, yeah. Um, ooh, but I, w- I want to go back to the Jags real quick. They just signed Marvin Jones, too. A two-year, $14.5 million deal. That's okay. a great deal. Marvin Jones is a playmaker. Yeah. I mean, L- Lawrence might have something to work with. I might have to shift my little uh, prediction from four to six to five to seven, maybe even eight wins for, for Jacksonville if they keep loading up like this. Yeah. No, for sure, for sure. That seems uh that seems like really good value for Marvin Jones. I mean, he's pretty good, right? Like to I mean, yeah. really here, that's that's a steal. I like that. Definitely. Sure. Another move the Jags did, man. I'm just reading through the the list. I'm just going on uh online and looking at NFL news. Jaguars traded for Malcolm Brown, starting the uh New Orleans Saints defensive tackle. Uh the draft pick has not been specified yet, but uh, Brown is 27 and he's got a two year, $11 million deal, which again, that's another good deal for the Jaguars. They're, they're making a lot of great moves. Yeah. They're going all in for sure, which I guess it makes sense. That's what, uh, I'm sure urban knew that they would, that the, basically that they'd be able to go all in. And that was probably a big factor in him, uh, in him taking this job, but yeah, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens there, but they're, uh, they're making moves definitely. And you're going to have Trevor Lawrence and it, it's good. It is going to be interesting to see urban Meyer in the NFL, what that, what that looks like. Has he coached? Was he like an assistant or anything in the NFL at any point? I feel like at some point he had to have been, um, 
Let's look that up real quick. Yeah. Little stat alert. Urban Meyer has not coached in the NFL at all, at any level, any position, nothing. But let's note here, he does have an 85% winning, 85 winning percentage in college. I know, obviously, that doesn't translate. We can obviously point at Nick Saban and a couple other guys who dominated in college and didn't necessarily have that same kind of uh, experience in the pros. But, I, again, it all depends on the situation that they're in. And if they're loading up on guys and they're willing to spend and go out and get some dudes, Jacksonville is not a bad destination for some free agents to go to. You know, you've got a good young quarterback that you know is going to be there for a while. You've yeah, He's clearly going to be very good. It, obviously, we're not going to discount any anything physically with him, but he's going to be a very, very good quarterback based on what we've seen for college. And I'm I'm kind of intrigued now with Jacksonville too. There's a lot of teams that are really shifting shifting the uh, the outlook of the season, and I I love when the pieces are moving around like they are. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's gonna be a that's gonna be an interesting interesting division for sure. Uh, I want to see what the I'm 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 very interested to see the Colts this next year too. I'm kind of intrigued by Carson Wentz in the new reuniting with Frank Reich on a good roster. Uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be good, man. I'm getting, we still got a ways away, but I'm getting fired up for NFL, man. This is like, I know, right. It, the NFL just does such a good job of keeping us all like captive the whole time there. Uh, I, we've got to, we've got to hammer more and more that more team, more leagues need to do what the NFL does with how they uh, present news, uh, how they just make it a year round sport. Honestly, like, we can talk about this all day. It's awesome how just the free agency period is so interesting and exciting for anyone. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, what else do we want to hit on the free agency carousel here? Uh, we still got a couple big names available. We got Kenny Galladay. We've got uh, Trent Williams still available. Um, Bud Dupree has been signed with the Titans. So that's a great sign for the Titans. Bud Dupree is a problem uh rushing on that edge so the titans have added a serious weapon on their defense and there's a couple other big names too that uh i'm pulling up here in a sec but there, there's some great great players that can still turn this thing around and let's not let's not forget trades and whatnot as well so there there's all kinds of things that could be happening here yeah it's going to be in the near future it's going to be interesting to see to see how that all shakes out. Definitely. We also wanted to tap tap on a little bit of golf this weekend. Um, I thought for sure it was coming down to Bishambo and Westwood down the stretch there, and they both kind of had a little meltdown there. Um, I, what, what hole was that? Was that 10 where DeChambeau, uh Topped one into the water. Yeah, I think I think it was ten. Did you see and, afterwards that he said that he's never done that before? Oh sure. <laughs> like we've all done that, Bryson. You don't have to be. You don't never have to be embarrassed, dude. Yeah. Ever in your whole life? Jeez, man, that's pretty good. He. So I'm sure that Deshambo is like a really nice guy, but is he the biggest excuse maker slash like victim slash blaming others ever? Probably, 
He's yes. like, yeah, you know, the sunlight really reflected off the water there. And I didn't right. have my polarized sunglasses today because the cleaning maid in the hotel did like, dude. Yeah, my opponent's t-shirt uh, color was really yeah. aggravating. You're like, dude, what? Everybody knows that red kind of gets me in a bad headspace. So when Lee was wearing a red shirt, it just honestly it threw my feng shui off. And I wasn't able to come back from that. Is Bryson just a hipster and we just like, is he just a hipster disguised in like a NFL linebacker's body? I, a hipster I golfer? I, I don't have a good read on him because part of me thinks he's yeah. like, he, he's just like mad scientist, obviously he likes that stuff. But then, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I want, he's, but he's compelling. I like, I like how compelling he is. It's good for golf to have him in the final round. For, for sure. sure. For sure. But so, it was cool to watch the final round to see DeChambeau cold topping balls. Lee Westwood hit several Garrido special slices into the, into that was the tough. woods. That was, I mean, you felt bad for him, but at the same time, it's, it's, that's what's cool about golf is you can see these guys, the best in the world, the pressure getting to them and hitting some shots, honestly, like, like that we, we would hit. hit. Yes. Yeah. That, that is one of the most, like the, not most satisfying, but kind of most satisfying thing is watching a professional shank one. And you're like, Hey, it's okay to shank the ball sometimes. You yeah. Know, it's just, I do however, that. However you recover, but like I make that shot all the time. <laughs> so yes, it's good to see that and, and see them actually show that they're human. And then on that note too, huge shout out to, I feel like he's honestly one of the most likable um athletes in all of sports justin thomas gets it done he wins the players he goes 17 for 18 greens in regulation the one green he did not hit he was on the fringe so he was putting anyways to yeah. i heard i heard a stat he is the he is only the second player since they started keeping uh like strokes gained statistics to win a tournament where he is two strokes or more worse than the Two strokes or more uh, strokes lost putting. So basically, he putted two strokes worse than the average player in the field and still won. That's how good his basically Iron his play. tee to green stuff was. Yeah. So wow, that's I mean, that's awesome. I mean, he's sure. he he was that just kind of like come out of nowhere at the last last couple holes and win it kind of guy this weekend. And it's it was a great weekend for golf. It's been two awesome tournaments in a row for for the pga and it, it makes me excited to watch are they playing this weekend we know i think it's the honda this weekend Ooh, honda nice so yeah we've got a couple more couple more tournaments and then we are ticking down to the masters uh and i think that i we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves here but i think we are going to have a special guest on for the masters uh to give us a little golf preview uh, his name might be Josh Sumners and he might be coming on. We'll hey. see. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. And that, that was cool. That was cool for JT to see him, to see him get it done. Uh, yeah, that was, that was big time. Also massive news in golf. Tiger Woods is coming back to the PGA tour 2k series. So he's going to be, he's going to be playing on the tour. He's going to be the face of it again. I, I think it was JT on the last one. And he's coming back, and he's going to be the cover. I love this. His name and likeness will be used exclusively 
with the 2K franchise. So I am very excited that they're adding him in there. Heck yeah, I'd love to see it for sure. Yep. All right, what else? We have one more thing we wanted to do. Um, What was that? LeBron James has just purchased – do you know what percent of the team he's now – no, I don't, know, I don't know what percent it was. My minority disclosed. Yeah, probably probably small percentage, I'd imagine, but still, he's now minority owner of the Boston Red Sox. T. Willie, isn't LeBron James like a known, like diehard Yankees fan? Uh, he wears Yankees gear like all the time. I remember he went to the Indians playoff game when he was in Cleveland playing for the Cavs, and he was wearing the As Yankees. A Yanks fan. Yes. Yeah. And now he owns the Red Sox. So what's isn't he a Cowboys fan too? And like he's just yeah. a fan of every like. And then now he plays easy the fan base. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then when you when you put it that way, it uh, it's a bit of a bit of a front runner that LeBron. Huh. Well, is is this a is this like an inside operation from LeBron? Like maybe running some running some like inside ops on trying to get trying to get what's going on in the in the Red Sox front office, or is this just the first team LeBron had a chance to get his hands on, he he jumped on it? I hope that it's, a, it's an inside job and he's there performing some professional espionage, but I think it's more likely that it's just the first team he could get his hands on. So he's now – he's part of that ownership group, so I know he, he has an ownership stake in uh, Liverpool maybe? A, a soccer team. One of those. One of those. Yeah, teams. one of those soccer teams. Uh, and then the Red Sox now. So this makes me think, T. Will, he has said before that he definitely wants to own an NBA team when he retires. I'm like very excited. And LeBron, LeBron's a known uh, like basketball junkie, right? He he's kind of like Alex Rodriguez. Like Jeter was a guy who didn't really he didn't want to watch baseball or like know all the stats, kind of be a nerd. A-Rod just loved, like he wanted to watch everything. LeBron is basically that, uh, maybe slightly less weird than A-Rod, but I'm super excited to see LeBron part two as an owner slash GM. Do you think, so obviously we've seen Jordan pretty much be like one of the worst executives ever. Uh, what do you think LeBron will be like as a, as a team owner? Is he going to be um, good? That's interesting. Yeah. I feel like he's going to want to like be out there for sure. But um, yeah, it's, I mean, cause when LeBron quote unquote played GM in like Cleveland and was trying to get guys in and out and was trying to build his team there, that didn't seem to work out very well. He, how many years was he in Cleveland total? Eight, nine. Uh, counting both stints or just yeah. the first time? So he was drafted in 2003 and then went to the Heat in 10. So that would be seven. And then he was back for two years, three, three years, I think. So, yeah, about 10 years. And they, and they they won one title when he was trying to build his team. And that was arguably one of, like, the closest finals we've ever seen. So, ah, yeah, yeah. I, I, have, I have a hard time thinking that LeBron is – I mean – I also have a hard time thinking that LeBron is not able to evaluate talent at a very good level, even if he's not on the court with him. So that's something I'm going to have to wait for. I don't, I don't have a good answer for that yet, but why don't we just make LeBron commissioner? Yeah, that might be, that might be a good idea. (laughs) I would love to see that LeBron taking over for Adam Silver and just give him like the glasses and have him do the, the media stuff like that. 
all of a sudden, like every NBA game on Tuesdays, there's just tacos everywhere. And there's like just red- wine in the Gatorade yeah. coolers. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. There's only <laughs> red wine being sold, like in all the, in all, you can't buy a beer anywhere. That, that would be really funny actually to think about like, what would a LeBron, like what would a LeBron NBA be? Like it's tacos on Tuesday, big taco Tuesday guy, red Blaze, wine. Blaze pizza the rest of it. Cause he owns, he owns Blaze. Blaze pizza is the only Blaze food you can buy in the arena. What about like, nobody's allowed to have like long hair or like good hair. Like everybody's got to just be bald since he has terrible hair. He's like, you're not, anybody with good hair has to instantly shave it. That's new. Like league league rule. Yeah, hair testing. Yeah, hair, hair testing test. protocol. For sure. Just mandatory chalk on every player before they come in the game. They, yep. have, to, they have to chalk up their hands real high. They just have a hard. big, like, chalk gun that they just <laughs> blast you with. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like LeBron's NBA. Yeah, that would, uh, I'd be watching. LeBron NBA might be might be kind of fun, but – no, definitely. That'll that's something to uh, something to look forward to. It'll be it'll be interesting to see him in that uh, kind of in that next role and and how he does. But yeah, sweet. Well, I think that's gonna do it for today. We appreciate you guys listening. Again, if you could uh, like and follow our stuff, and uh, you know who loves reviews, Jaime? Who's that? Um google and like spotify and whatnot how we can get noticed we love reviews we love reviews so give us reviews guys that would seriously though that that would mean the world to us if you if you do enjoy the show if you guys if you guys like hearing it uh just leave us a quick review give us a ratings on itunes that stuff really helps us with with uh reaching a bigger audience and and basically enabling us to keep to keep doing the show and, and bringing you uh bringing you the content yep We appreciate you guys, and we're going to hop on right before the weekend starts, so uh, be sure to tune in the next couple days, and if you have the subscription, you'll get that notification. Pop that sucker right on, and rally caps on, baby. Have a good one.